0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, June 24, 2010. I'm Caleb Brown. When President Obama accepted the resignation of General Stanley McChrystal, both men affirmed the principle of civilian control of the military. McChrystal offered his resignation after troubling comments aimed at the White House from his staff and himself emerged in a story about the war in Afghanistan. And sad though it may be, this event may serve to refocus attention on an Afghan mission badly in need of coherence. So says Chris Preble, director of foreign policy studies at the Cato Institute.
1: Well, it's very rare for a senior military leader to be uh, relieved of command in wartime. And um, although President Obama has now done it twice because he relieved General McKiernan last year and replaced him with General McChrystal, um, this was, General McEnron was not relieved for cause per se. He was not relieved because of any particular dispute with the civilian leadership. They were looking for new blood, so to speak. This was clearly, um, this incident of, of uh, replacing General McChrystal was in, in response to this Rolling Stone article, which I encourage everyone to read. It's really quite um, striking. And I think what's what's most important is that even people who are inclined to be very critical of President Obama and kind of reflexively jump to the defense of uh, military leaders, um, there was very little of that this time around. It was clear just from the nature of the conversations that were going on in his presence. Again, not always out of his, in fact, very rarely words out of his mouth, but his staff was clearly very disdainful of the civilian chain of command and uh, it reflected that he had allowed to be created in his command, this atmosphere, which is not consistent with military principles that go back at least to George Washington in our country. And so um, I think there, you know, and, and he responded uh, in, a, in a very honorable way, I thought. He apologized. He did not make any excuses. He did not claim to have been quoted out of context. He did not accuse. The journalist with uh, doing something improper, he I- I essentially accepted blame and and I think understood that were he to be retained in that position, uh, he would be uh, very weakened and and therefore
0: uh, not an asset to the campaign. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's easy to be of two minds in in, in what has happened here. That is, it may distract from refocusing. Uh, on the coherence of the mission uh, in Afghanistan, but I, I guess I don't hold up much hope that that actually will occur.
1: Right. Well, the coherence of the mission is not, uh, or the lack of coherence in the mission is not the fault of General Stanley McChrystal, and it is not going to be solved by General David Petraeus.
0: But some of the questions about right. the mission itself were yes. raised,
1: ex- and so what I've what I've focused on uh, is. That there is a lot in that article that is that that goes well beyond this um, kind of personal and anecdotal narrative about Stanley McChrystal and his staff. Uh, there are much deeper and I think important questions raised about the nature of counterinsurgency. Uh, the article originally was pitched as a as a an article showing how the general had a particular vision for how counterinsurgency should be executed. This is based on withholding fire and really using a very kind of low-tech, high contact with the civilian population to minimize civilian casualties. Well, that exposes our troops to greater risk, and everyone who is an advocate of COIN understands that that's the trade-off. Uh, The question then becomes, will will the American people continue to support this mission when they understand that it is being executed, and with great deference to the civilian leadership in Afghanistan, to Afghan leaders, and great deference to their sensitivities, if that leadership is not seen as a credible partner? And they're not. And so what I said somewhat Tongue in cheek, is that the problem is that we is not that we can or cannot fire Stanley McChrystal or whoever else, Ambassador Eikenberry, Richard Holbrooke, a lot of other names have been thrown around. The real problem is that we can't fire Hamid Karzai, uh, and without a credible partner, uh, a, a a partner that is seen as having the the um, the interests of the Afghan people at front and center, without that, then this mission I think is is doomed to fail. I think we have to. You know, dwell for just a minute on the fact that this is this is an unfortunate incident. This is a hap- unhappy incident. Um- you know, Stanley McChrystal had his faults, and this was not the first time that he had, you know, gotten himself into trouble. But th- the fact remains that this man had committed his life to the military and, and, and served with honor. Um, but the system worked the way it was supposed to in the sense that the reassertion of civilian contr- control, of civilian authority, was the right thing to do. It wasn't an easy fight. It wasn't the fight that President Obama would like to have. Uh, But resolving that and resolving it fairly quickly, we have to say this whole thing played out in about, 7 not even, 72 hours, um, uh, leaves behind uh, the reality of Afghanistan that will not, I'm afraid, be resolved by switching the guys at the top.
0: Chris Preble is Director of Foreign Policy Studies at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.